0: This is Reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com/reposted. Thank you for stopping by. If you're in New York City, New York City's 42nd Street
1: subway station there's a little ditty on the wall that says overslept so tired if late get fired why bother why the pain just go home do it again it's called the commuters lament as we sort of start to wake up out of the pandemic maybe people will not be working in their closets anymore an interesting article in the atlantic called the psychological benefits of commuting to work. mean you haven't had a commute for a while. Do you remember when you did commute to work?
0: Yeah, I well, I haven't really commuted. I don't even know what the definition of commute is. I should have looked it up because when I lived in San Francisco driving a four and a half minute scooter ride, I don't know if it was a commute, <laughs> but in 2010, I was commuting 55 miles each way to yeah. Santa Clara and that was a commute. I didn't like that like that in one bit well so the one way average for an American commute stands now at about
1: 27 minutes so I think anything over that you like dread the commute maybe but at about 27 minutes the art the idea is that you get plenty of time to prep your way on to work and you get pr- plenty of time twenty seven minutes to come home and wind down from work mm-hmm. and you know we all you know if you've commuted like let's say you live out in maybe you have two-hour commute every day, you're like, oh, hallelujah, pandemic, I don't have to drive anymore. But there are some psychological benefits of kind of prepping and getting away from work as opposed to just waking up in your pajamas and starting your meetings.
0: Yeah, the, the most interesting part of this article you sent me from The Atlantic was the hero's journey never happens. Like this idea that you go away on a journey and you come home and you have these separate lives, like separate from home. And, and I had never really thought about the hero's journey, but it's basically the framework for any like story about someone's like they go out, they have challenges and temptations. They hit the abyss. Maybe being at work is the abyss. They yeah. have atonement and then they return home. And I thought that was was interesting on um, that take that like you need to have this separation. Other, otherwise, all your worlds collapse within on each other, themselves, and like, who are you anymore? You know, we've talked about this many times. You get 20, however many emails,
1: 100 emails a day. And you maybe get 99 good ones, but the one bad one sticks with you and it's really kind of claw- clawing at you. That commute on the way home is a chance to kind of flush that from your system, especially like in today's age, right? You can listen to a podcast. You can listen to a book on tape. There's all sorts of things you could do to get your mind off the one bad email you got, as opposed to like when I was commuting, it was only like all I had was literally talk radio, and I got monotonous after a while. But I feel like we have so many ways to decompress after a day at work now that
0: you can kind of do when you commute. Yeah. I mean, that is an opportunity to be able to use that time for that, but you also have to actually use that time because we've said before about the mindless scrolling or or whatever, like if you're not intentional with your drive time home and it's like, I'm going to address this and process it. So I don't take it out on my family or take it out on my dog. Then that's something you have to do. Another point that they made that kind of was like, it felt like an article on why we should go back to work at some point, or at least hybrid. Like, cause some people are like, we should work 100% remote for the rest of our time. Uh, there was a, a statistic that Microsoft released that 69, there's a 69% increase on after hours chatter on messaging systems. Like, I mean, I don't think they own Slack, but like that, that in theory you're more productive, but they don't really distinguish if that chatter is social or work related. So while people are still chatting after hours, I don't know if that necessarily means they're working more. So like everyone's like, Oh, you work more when you work from home, but maybe not. Is that like, um, like
1: going for happy hour after work, you blowing off some steam, you're going on a message room and just kind of shooting
0: breeze. I guess so. Neither of us work for large. Well, I guess you kind of work for a large company, but I like, do. it's We're so large. large I don't even know. Um, but yeah like i i don't know i don't know what what people are actually doing but i think it's like more social aspects i think people have adapted into like catching up i know uh, nicole specifically spends time being like all right i'm going to block out time to uh, actually talk with people not about work because you miss that like running into people in the hallways saying, hey how was how was your weekend like you don't do that when you're only doing zoom calls so people are if you want to be effective you need to be more intentional with that some of the other
1: ideas they come up with in this article about like how the lines have been blurred between working at home and commuting clothes play a big role. Like a lot of us don't get dressed up these days because we were just going to stay at home all day long and work in the closet. Another one that I thought was interesting is lighting. Lighting's like a big deal for some particular reason. Also, um, warm-up stretches and cell phone-free walks or sort of other ideas of how you can make a transition between working at home and just living at home.
0: <laughs> yeah. we had One of our very first episodes talked about how even... If you're not going into work, like put on pants, like actually get dressed to some extent. And I still think about that sometimes, like if I don't have an agenda for the day, I'm like, all right, let's put some pants on and get ready. To be clear, I'm not walking around bottomless, but uh, putting on like a pair of jeans or something as opposed to wearing um, basketball shorts all day is not good. The last statistic that kind of
1: gleamed from this article, which is pretty interesting, talking about, once again, going to work, deliberately thinking about your plans for the workday reported higher levels of satisfaction with both their work and home lives than those who either zoned out or ruminated on personal problems. So as you just sort of mentioned, being very specific with what you're going to do with your commute kind of results in a better
0: productive feeling for your day overall. So if you could speculate today right now, if you would be a more productive member of society or like with your family and with like work, would you like to be back into the office or do you like this remote um, employment? Well, I'm the wrong guy
1: to ask, but I definitely feel like every single person could use a 27-minute buffer before and after work to sort of reset themselves. And I do think most people would be a better person as they entered personal life, if they had that.
0: All right. Is that a, I can't uh, speak
1: for 90 minutes, but 27 minutes is about right.
0: 27 each way. Is that a polite, no comment on my question?
1: I mean, my thing is just like, I haven't commuted in so long now and I work off hours. So I never really have long drives and I'm working off hours. So like, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I live in an urban, the reason I live in San Francisco, so I don't have to drive anywhere.
0: Yeah, I always said that I would never commute. I don't know if I'll ever have to, like what when I'm faced with it, what I'll do. I remember was you didn't you didn't have a commute when you went in. And distance wise, it's probably as far as Nicole used to commute in San Francisco. And her commute was 45 minutes each way for the same amount of distance. So yeah, that could it could make a difference.
1: I had to do, I had to commute this one radio station wanted me to come in. Uh, about a couple years ago maybe it was longer than that and i felt trapped it was 50 minutes away and i felt trapped like a trapped animal i was like oh, i can't do this
0: yeah it's not good commuting is not good for your soul but a lot of people do it i mean i guess priorities maybe priorities. who knows who knows well if you want me to ride shotgun <laughs> so you can drive in the yes! carpool lane please reach out you can find us at reposted podcast on facebook twitter Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for the Trapped Animal. Thanks for stopping by.